0: Hey, Chad here, co-host of the Hillbilly and the Hipster. Tis the season to be giving and what better way to show your loved ones you care than with a gift from St. Galgano Armory. St. Galgano Armory is a veteran owned company that produces blacksmith merchandise that is both unique and meaningful. Everything is forged with the highest quality materials and craftsmanship. St. Galgano Armory's products are the perfect gift for the someone in your life who has everything. This Christmas... Give the gift that will last a lifetime a piece of St. Galgano Armory's handcrafted blacksmith merchandise, and yes, Andy, blacksmith apparel. And with every purchase, you're giving back to the community. A portion of every sale goes to a biblically based nonprofit that helps those in need. So this Christmas, make your gift giving truly special with St. Galgano Armory. Visit St. Galgano Armory online today at stgalganoarmory.etsy.com. St. Galgano Armory. Where Faith Meets Forge. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Hillbilly and the Hipster. My name is Chad McCool and join with me as always is the king of coughing when his mic is muted. Mr. Andy Crow, Andy, what's going on?
1: Yeah, well, uh, I could either mute and cough, or, or I can cough on air. Sure. Here's here's a little peek
0: behind the curtain. Every time I do a countdown before we get started, and I go into the intro, and Andy immediately mutes himself, and he starts hacking like he's
1: got the COPD. One, you don't know that I don't have that, and two, I also yawn. Okay, it's late. I'm I'm snuggied up here. I've got my ninja turtle snuggie on. Uh, it's bedtime. Okay, why are you judging me right now? There's a lot of judgment coming from your in tonight, and I don't know that I appreciate it.
0: You know, I don't know about. I don't know if this might sound like judgment, but Andy, you know what I'm sick of. I'm sure you're going to tell me. Taylor Swift. I don't want to know about Taylor Swift. I barely knew anything about her. I kind of knew what she looked like. I knew, like, I, I could pick out one song she did now, like now, 15 years now ago. Now that you
1: said that, they're going to take you off the NFL playoffs. Now you're not going to be able to work the playoffs, Chad.
0: But that's the problem. Like, this, you put on this, you watch the news in the morning, and they're like, here's the morning sports you know, sports report, and it's about Taylor Swift. And now I know it's now I know that she got a ring for her birthday and maybe her boyfriend gave it to her. Maybe he did not And she's supposed to be holed up in his house and all this. I'm also tired of the Kelsey brothers and the Manning
1: brothers. Okay. So Taylor Swift. I'm with you on Tay Tay. Okay. I'm not a, I'm not a big Swifty. I like her old stuff. This new, I I got issues with her. I don't know any uh, of it. Yeah, I'd like to pretend that I don't, but then I would be lying. So I'm gonna shake it off. Okay. Um, the Manning brothers. Welcome to I New York. Loved, I love the Manning brothers. I unpopular opinion. Uh, and you can at me. It is at C A Crow. Uh, C A C R O W E on Twitter is my personal Twitter. Uh, or you can you can come at me. Uh, with our uh, podcast, Twitter, I don't care. Here we go. Unpopular take: Eli Manning superior to Peyton Manning. Just saying, Eli Manning superior to Peyton Manning. But I, I digress. The Monday night, I'm not going to digress. The Manning with you. cast, hilarious.
0: Yeah, I, I, they're I, great. I, just,
1: I, I don't, uh, I don't
0: give Disney my money, so I don't have ESPN.
1: As far as, uh, as far as the Kelsey brothers. Uh, I could take or leave Travis, like, great can, football player. I could deal with the, person. the
0: lineman, the the but, one from Philadelphia.
1: But, yeah, the, the Kelsey brother that's on the line, that dude is an American treasure and should be treated as such. Well, I don't
0: know, but I'm tired of him. Like, uh, all you see on these sports things, too, it's like it's not even about sports anymore. Is the fact that he wears flip-flops everywhere and rides his bike drunk, and I'm just like, I'm tired of it. I Who just to see us sports. doesn't do that? I don't wear flip-flops. Men should not wear flip-flops. Unless you're on the beach. Are you
1: Are you telling me that you ride your bike drunk? No. Because you <laughs> left that out. You were like, I don't wear flip-flops. Hold on, sir, that's where you're going to go? <laughs> you're not going to start off by saying, I don't ride my bike drunk and I don't wear flip-flops. You're like, no, I don't wear flip-flops, fool.
0: You know I'm about the patriarchy of purveying toxic masculinity, so... <laughs> the on um, bicycle's more masculine than flip-flops. No, I, I don't, don't ride
1: like, my bike, drunk. Dude, I don't even ride a bike. Um, I had a tricycle in college. We can oh, to talk more. We can talk more about that in a second. But I don't like flip-flops. Uh, I'll wear them to the beach. Uh, but I don't like flip-flops in general because I don't like feet. We need a paywall. Uh, I don't I don't want you to see my feet because they're horrendous. Uh, but I like also if you want to see the flattest feet in the world, uh, I got them. They're not pretty, so I don't like flip-flops in general. Yeah, so in college, okay? Uh, it was after I transferred to you and I, uh, I hadn't rode a bike in years and i was I was scared. Um, and it was icy in the winter time, but I wanted a bike. And so I got online and i I found a tricycle, an adult tricycle that had the basket in the back. It was awesome, right? So I bought it. And it was blue, but what I didn't read was the fine print asterisk that said colors may vary. Okay, and so I get this this tricycle, and it gets delivered to the dorm that Doctor Wife runs. Uh, shout out Bender Hall N- University in Northern Iowa. Um, and so I'm putting it together, and I realize, man, this isn't blue, and it's kind of dark in the room that I'm putting it together. Uh, And it's already weird that a man of my stature, uh, when I say stature, I legit mean size, not like prestige, because I had none of that. But a man of my stature to be riding a tricycle. But then when I turn the lights on to make sure that I'm putting it together correctly, uh, it is bubblegum pink. (laughs) Like that dark pink, and it's got the speckles on it. Um, so yeah, uh, most men would not have wore that or ridden that. Uh, I totally rode that to class. And then a buddy of mine, uh, named Colin, friend of the show, Colin Clang, good dude, salt of the earth feller, he would sit in the basket. So we would have Spanish at 8 a.m., and then we would go from Spanish to like social work, whatever number, I don't remember. Um, but it was a crap class. Our teacher didn't care on, uh, we had class three days a week, which meant on Monday of the, the 40 minute class that we had or 50 minute class, he would teach for like 25 minutes and then ramble on about politics for the rest. The second class of the week, he would teach for like 20 minutes and then ramble on about his health issues and how he hated his family. Uh, and then, Friday, he wouldn't teach at all. He would bring his guitar and, like, just rock out. The easiest A I've ever gotten, okay? This man was nuts. Colin, if you listen to this episode, like, hit us up, and you know I'm right. Uh, But anyway, so we would go from Spanish, which was on the west side of campus, to our social work class which was on the, the east side of campus. Now you and I is not a, a big campus. It's like a six minute walk if you're on a leisurely stroll. But not me. No, I've got a tricycle. But do I put my backpack in the basket? No. Nay I say. I put my friend Colin in the basket. And so he sits behind me. In a basket with like, his legs
0: Were you Elliot and E.T.?
1: Yeah, but the basket was in the back. It wasn't in the front. It was in between the back two wheels. So he's got his legs flipped up with my backpack resting on his shoulders because it's on my back. And we're just pedaling across campus. And then after class, we would pedal on over to the campus police station. And clock in and go write parking tickets for two or three hours. We were the most hated people on campus. It was awesome.
0: Well, all oh. that being said, is I want sports back, and I don't want to know about Taylor Swift's birthday plans. And I don't know rich, how we went from Taylor friends. Swift.
1: I don't know how we went from Taylor Swift and your your unhealthy hatred of her to me writing a. It's not second. unhealthy
0: hatred. I just don't need to know about her. And it, so here's something I, I'll, I'll say. This by last word. I, the Kelsey boys seem, regardless, they they're just they're kind of annoying to me. But they seem like they're still slightly grounded in reality, right? They've got Ohio roots, right? They went to they're from Cleveland. They went to University of Cincinnati. She like I think when you reach and when you look at her friend circle, those people have no concept of reality. So I don't Absolutely know what they not. exactly talk about because like I don't like I don't think Taylor Swift's gone to a store Probably in 10 years, she has people to do that for her. And you know, I'm pretty sure Travis Kelsey's been in a 7-Eleven in the last two years. He's probably in one right now in Kansas
1: City. I was about to say, I'm pretty sure he's been in a 7-Eleven in the last two weeks. He's at one of Patrick Mahomes' water burgers there in Kansas City. Yeah, see, that's that how you feel about Taylor Swift is how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. And it's not even that I dislike Patrick Mahomes, is I can't stand Patrick Mahomes' wife.
0: Yeah, I don't even know about her. I don't even care.
1: All I remember
0: is one one time I was in Kansas City about two or three years ago, and the streets around my hotel were all blocked off with of police cars. Like you think like something happened, like there was a shooting or something. And what I found out afterwards is that was where Patrick Mahomes. um, I don't know if they were married at the time, but that's when she had their first child, and they basically blocked off like five city blocks around this hospital to protect it. So that's how I found out. Like I was, I was just about a block away from where Patrick Mahomes had his or his wife had their first child. All right. So we uh, we can apparently we can riff on Taylor Swift and Kansas City. I can give you a. I can tell you about a hipster coffee shop to go to in Kansas City.
1: <laughs> did it, it collapse?
0: It did collapse, but it's back. It's in a different location.
1: What? My my favorite is when because I, I me and me and coffee shops. I was I was new. Okay, when we went, I'd never really been to a coffee shop. I don't drink coffee. Um, it'll stop my growth. Um, and I've always been the person like, if I have to acquire it, a taste for it, I don't want it. If I don't like it, I don't want to keep drinking it until I convince myself I like it. That just seems stupid. Um, and so, you know, Chad, he walks in and speaks this entirely foreign language, says 92 words, and gets a four ounce drink. Uh, I was like, I, what did you just call a cadence? Like, <laughs> Am I running a button hook? I'm so confused. I got a drink and a homemade Pop-Tart. And then they look at me and they're like, what would you like, sir? And I was like, uh, tea? And she was like, iced or hot? That's a stupid question to me. Like, of course, iced. And I was like, oh, ice, please. And she was like, what kind? And I go, tea? Tea? The kind you drink? Not the letter. Just the kind you drink and she was then she starts naming off all of these these brands and I in the most dumbfounded face ever look at Chad and I go what What do I want and I, I want, ordered I want for tea you. and you ordered for me
0: and you left
1: I just walked down. I was done I've <laughs> never like, been more uncomfortable in my life and
0: then like three weeks later the, the building collapsed that that coffee shop was in
1: should tell you something. <laughs> what kind of tea would you like? And so then fast forward to, I don't know, maybe a couple months ago, I, uh, we, we were driving, doing a transport, me and a coworker. And, uh, I was like, well, you know, we're meeting to pick up this, this offender. Um, we'll meet him at the Starbucks up the road. And so we go through the Starbucks drive through cause we get there early and we, you know, are thirsty. So, uh, My colleague orders his drink, just a, you know, large black coffee. And they're like, and they, they say their, their verbiage of size. And he's like, yeah, whatever a large is. I'm like, oh, what else? And so I say, I would like a large black unsweetened iced tea. Like I've learned how to order at Starbucks. And he was like, I'm not saying that. I was like, you have to say it. And he's like, uh, can I just get a large unsweet tea? And they go uh black what or kind? green yeah what kind black <laughs> yeah, or green they have and limited I
0: selections at starbucks
1: i instantly start dying i don't know why it was so funny to me i think it was the the fact that he refused to say it at first followed by the look of complete disbelief on this man's face um and so i'm cackling cannot breathe laughing pull up and the barista's like uh are you okay and Hicks looks at me and looks back at her and he's like, I just have the dumbest man in the world for a partner. So no. <laughs> Moral to that story is Andy doesn't order fruit, fruit drinks and he doesn't know different brands of tea. Well, Merry Christmas, Andy. Merry Christmas, man. This are recording this. It's uh it's a weird way to start a it's the twenty first of,
0: of December. Uh, I did realize that, uh, technically Festivus is coming Festivus. If you, well, I've from... got some
1: grievances and you're going to listen to everyone. <laughs> if you
0: remember from, uh, Seinfeld Festivus took place on December 23rd. So we were going to talk about love. Maybe we should have a Festivus episode and have the airing of the grievances and the Man, pizza of strength.
1: I think, I think we've already had it good night. <laughs> yes, I will it... say Seinfeld doesn't get the credit that it deserves. It's it's a great show. Yeah.
0: Well, I think your generation. Well, you're you're an older millennial, but definitely like the younger millennials and the Gen Zs have latched on the Friends, and Seinfeld's a much more. Even though doctor... they're all terrible people and there's they have no redeeming qualities, but it's a better show, up for the '90s than Friends ever was.
1: Yeah. So, doctor wife and I were talking. Neither one of us watched Friends ever. Yeah. Um, like my whole family loved friends. No, like my cousin, who is, who is the person I was closest to growing up. She loved friends, her, her mom, my mom, everybody. And then on Fridays or Mondays, whatever night it was, I'd sit on the couch with Thursdays. I'd sit on the couch with memo and Peppa and watch Seinfeld.
0: Yeah.
1: Like I'd be in my room playing and you'd hear Papaw from down the hall. Hey, Seinfeld's coming on. And I mean, I would dart these boys from New York city are funny. Oh, Kramer was my dog until he got canceled, and I still like him. Just cause that's if we ever live in the same city. We, we have, but if we ever do again,
0: well, uh, technically
1: I didn't live in Terre Haute proper, right? So I guess so, we like, didn't. If my if my dream comes true and you move to Owensboro, and by the grace of God you buy the house that is for sale next to me right now. I will be your Kramer. I will just I will have a key to your house or your your house will be unlocked, either one, I don't care. And I'm just going to bust through your door. At all hours just, of the night. Just at all hours of the night, I'm going to come in, let myself in. I'll make a iced tea, black.
0: Come home watch you You're sitting on my couch eating sandwiches, <laughs> talking on the phone.
1: Hey, I'm on the phone here. Could you be quiet?
0: I need to get a landline. Just to fill out this fantasy for you.
1: (laughs) So get on, get with your wife and tell her this needs to happen for the sole purpose of me being your Kramer.
0: So baby, that's our Christmas wish list. I want sports to go back to sports and remove Taylor Swift. And you want to become my Kramer. I want to be your Kramer.
1: (laughs) That's our Christmas wish list. One would think that I would want to be your Costanza and just be your best friend who gripes about everything. But here's the thing. I'm already that. So am I. So why can't I be Kramer too? Just... All in one. Oh. Who would be Norm? Or not Norm, Newman. Newman? Newman. Of our friend group.
0: I don't know if we have any, but because Newman really wasn't a friend. He was like Kramer's friend, sort of.
1: Yeah, that's a behind the paywall topic. I probably... We'll move on from that. I
0: have some, we can audition a few
1: people. <laughs> hey, I we're going to
0: start a Patreon. How much are you willing to spend I can tell you to who, spill the tea?
1: I can tell you who it won't be. And that is the fine folks at St. Galgano Armory. Look Keith at
0: this. Safe. Radio professional. Look at that segue.
1: Keith, you are safe. You are not our Newman, my friend. Let me tell you a little bit about our friends at St. Galgano Armory. They are the premier destination for handcrafted blacksmith merchandise and now, really thanks to me, apparel. They use traditional techniques to create unique and stunning pieces, each one embedded with the spirit of St. Gagano himself. They're really a work of art. They're crafted with care and attention to detail. St. Gagano believes that quality and authenticity are paramount. and That's why they use only the finest materials and take pride in their commitment to uh, traditional craftsmanship. The products are not only beautiful, but functional. We have them. We use them. Some of us more than others, Chadwick. And a portion of all sales use go like back to the week. community. A portion of all sales go back to the community. So why settle for generic mass-produced items when you can own something hand-forged and unique and be giving back to your community? So check them out. StGaganoArmory.etsy.com. Browser selection of blacksmith merchandise, and then don't forget to check them out on all the social medias. Boom! Sometimes I can be professional, not often, but sometimes.
0: Well, I know I, I did get a picture, uh, uh, of of Keith, in his uh, in his Flava Flave best as our hype man and I think uh, I've got some plans for that in the next
1: I think he wants to redo it though
0: in the new year but we'll, we 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 could talk about that for the new year we'll display that as Keith as our hype man
1: and he is man that dude talks about our podcast like we're paying and I assure you we're not
0: he talks about it more than we do <laughs>
1: He does man like so no joke I was uh, coaching uh, my oldest baseball team this year. And one of the of the other players on the team, his mom comes up to me and she's like, hey, uh, you're Andy Crow, right? And I was like, uh, yeah. And you know, we hadn't been here that long, so I didn't know anybody. Uh, and she's like, well, um, you do a podcast that I listen to. And I was like, how in God's name have you stumbled upon this dumpster fire of a podcast? And she's like, well, so I work at this bank and it's still not clicking. And this guy comes through our drive-thru every so often uh, to make a deposit or a transfer or whatever. And every time he comes through, he talks to me about whatever episode he's on of yours. So now we've started listening in the office. Oh, dude. And so I'm like, what fool is talking about our podcast? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, man, like, am I am I name dropping? Like, is it me? What bank do you work at? And she said, the bank. And I'm like, well, I don't even know where that's at. And she's like, it's a big guy. He's bald. And I was like, (laughs) he's. And she was like, yeah, every time. He just loves it. Like, the dude, like, he he's he's a good man. He's a good, good man. Check his stuff out.
0: Yeah, you could check them out on um, on Twitter or I guess that upsets Elon Musk if he used Twitter. So X. Does um, it really? I, I thought I read something this morning that he, he does not like it when people continue to use Twitter.
1: You know what I don't like? When people change the name of something that didn't need to be changed.
0: <laughs> and now retweets are reposts and
1: You know, you know what I think was appropriate to change? When my mom misspelled my name on my birth certificate, 16 years later, I get my real name. <laughs> I think that's completely appropriate. Somebody starts a social networking platform, the name is going just fine, and then some fool buys it. It's like, nope, we're changing the name. That's stupid.
0: But yet, if and if you put x.com, it still forces you to twitter.com as the URL.
1: Which is absolutely hilarious to me.
0: <laughs> well, it is Christmas. <laughs>
1: Merry I know, Christmas. Uh, this has been an aggressive start to Christmas.
0: It's because my my distaste for Taylor Swift. I don't even care about her. I just don't want to know about her. That's all my I'm, argument is.
1: I'm just tired. I'm in my snuggie and I get cranky when I'm tired. I
0: am too. It's been a long week. I, uh, you know, I I think if we if we continue sort of our pseudo series and and this being the final week of Advent that leads up to Christmas and and being about love. Um, you know that I think about this I've been part of this ministry for a really long time through prison fellowship and it's angel tree and and really what it is is that you um, you provide gifts to families who have incarcerated individuals right mainly it's usually gifts for children who have incarcerated parents uh, either a parent or in some cases both parents Um, and you know, we—I've been bringing them to the to the families in this. Uh, there was a little bit of confusion with this one family, and I, I i brought I brought the gifts, and she had some some kids come out to help me because she thought they were going to be something else entirely, like bigger packages. She confused me with somebody else, and then um, I'm just talking to her outside her house, and and she tells me how it's the one year anniversary of her her daughter's death, and her daughter died when she was fourteen. Um, just a one year ago, and I don't know if this really equates to to love, but I think it's just a matter of, I think it, when it comes to ministry and whether not to, I I don't think it's just in vocational ministry, but I think as us as believers, like I went there to minister to her, and I'm praying with her, and she's balling, you know, I'm praying with her in the street, and and like I'm I'm getting choked up just from from the emotional side from her. But I just I love the fact that the way that God works is that God used me as a vessel to go there to minister to her. And this woman in all this darkness and despair, um, unbeknownst to her and, and indirectly ministered to me, you know, and it's like I've carried that now for two days. Um, and it's just like I keep falling back on it and, and thinking about it. But I know that's probably not exactly the same topic of, of love. But I just thought, like. I love God that the way he works in those situations, right? That I got something out of helping that woman.
1: Oh, absolutely. I have
0: no idea idea what she's going through, but in some ways I can relate.
1: No, that's, uh, I think that's it. I think that, I think God opens doors that we're not even aware that he's opening. I think God puts us in places To, to do what we're not even thinking of like you know there have been times that I've, I've gone a- at work and you know I'll go in I'm expecting to do you know X Y and Z and I'm so focused and then all of a sudden a colleague will come up to me and they're like I just need someone to listen and then all of a sudden they're talking about how their sibling killed themselves a year ago and they don't they don't know how to handle it. And, you know, somebody said this and they wanted to know if that was biblical. And so now I'm having this deep theological discussion and I'm you know, comforting this person. Wasn't expecting that, but but God put me in that situation. And I think that that is that shows love on multiple levels, right? I think that shows that God loves us because he's allowing us to to be his hands and feet, right? He didn't have to allow us to do that. And really, we fail at that so often that... Mm. I think being a human being, like, the, the winning percentage of it is lower than a Hall of Fame baseball batting average, right? Baseball is one of those things you can fail... Seventy percent of the time, and you're considered great, right? Being a human being, we fail way more than seventy percent, and yet God's like, you know what? I still love you. You're still coming along. You're stupid sometimes, but I still love you, (laughs) right? So I think that is a uh, that's a perfect example of love. Also, um, one of the verses that that I thought and I'm going to mispronounce a word. I tried to find a different translation but then I started talking and quit looking. So sorry. Uh but it's first John chapter 4 verse 10. Love consists of this. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and he sent his son To take the place of our sins. I just reworded it because I didn't want to say the word wrong. Propitiation. Thank you. There it is. Shut up, Chad. Right. This is love. Not that we loved God first. By no means did that happen. All these people, why chose to follow Christ this time? You didn't choose. There was no choice. God drew you in. God chose you before we chose him. Right? And he loved us so much that while we were still sinners, he sent his sons to take our place. Which then allows us to go out and love other people, to introduce them, to show them the gospel of Christ, And let them know that no matter what your need is, you need Jesus. You need food? Yes. You need Jesus. Can me giving you food or helping you find food introduce you to Jesus? Absolutely. You need shelter? Sure you do. You need Jesus. You need X, Y, and Z? Yep. You need Jesus more. Why? Because he chose us. God chose us and loved us so much that he set into place a way that we wouldn't have to be separate from him. And that's... There's no greater love story ever to be told. You know, if you did a poll right now, what's the greatest love story ever? You're going to get a lot of Romeo and Juliet's, right? That's it's pretty hefty love story.
0: Ross and Rachel. We'll stick with the friends motif.
1: I, I don't know enough about that to say Ross <laughs> and Rachel. Um, uh, I would say uh, J.D. and Elliot off of Scrubs. Nobody watched that. Shut your mouth. That is a great show. Right now I'm watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, so I would uh, – uh, Peralta and whatever, Santiago. Great love story. Great love story. None of those three or four that we've mentioned come close to the love story that is the gospel of Jesus Christ.
0: Well, and I think there's a love story in the Bible that doesn't really get sold as a love story because we don't know a whole lot about them. But I've been thinking a lot. Of, I've listened to this song um, uh, if you have Spotify, and I I could link to it in the show notes, but it's a song that came out last year by a uh, Chris Renzema called Mary and Joseph, and it's really about their relationship. And I think about Joseph, right? Like Joseph could have just walked out, right? In in any way, right? Joseph could have walked he wanted out. Wanted to at and, first, and he didn't. Right? He 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 didn't walk out, and. You know, he's he's holding the savior. Right. He's holding he's holding the child. He's you know, he's holding this miracle. And the fact that, you know, he's probably talked about his family's talked about his wife has talked about the rumors that get spread around like he's got to defend it. And the name that he's defending. The name that he's defending is love. Right? He's gotta defend this child, the child that he was told what to name him. And he was told, right, as the father, as the patriarch of that family, to go and take his family and to go to Egypt when Herod was the, the slaughter of the innocents. But he's he's defending the name of Jesus, which is the name of love. And you know, I I I don't know, for the last couple of days I've just been thinking about Joseph a lot. and their love story, right? Because they were married. I mean, they loved each other. They wanted to get married. And I know that, I know that necessarily it isn't necessarily like, you know, the, the love stories that you just recanted, right. That Or, or recounted rather, um, you know, how those came up. I mean, it may have been arranged. Um, I, I know some people personally who've had arranged marriages and they've lasted, long and been solid and there's definite love there but I think Joseph is like it's a great example of love in the Bible
1: no and I think I've referenced this before but the skit guys um, they do a really good series or study or whatever you want to call it um, called What Child Is This and it, it goes through um, the song Greensleeves, you know, the what child is this who lays to rest on Mary's lap is weeping. Um, whatever the words are, but it, it goes through stanza by stanza of that. And, and one of them, it talks about Joseph and, and how Joseph would have handled the manger scene. And we, we have talked about the manger scene at um, recently. So I don't want to I don't want to spend too much time on that, but what he gets to is in that in that time it would be custom for a, a father to drape the the newborn baby over his lap, right? And then that is a, a sign to to everybody that's around that like, yep, this is mine. It's my kid. I'm going to raise it. I'm going to love it. Uh, this is mine. And Joseph knew it's not my kid. It's not it's not flesh of my flesh. This is not blood of my blood. Um, I've got I've got questions, right? Uh, I've got I've got worries. There's a lot going on. But Joseph stays with Mary, right. They have that that bond and that love and then he he takes jesus right and and, and scripture is very clear like he raises jesus as his father and so we t- you know joseph would have taken jesus and laid him across his lap as a sign of this is mine randy travis um has a really good song um, and talks about that where joseph just openly admits you know he's not not again not not my flesh and blood but I'm I'm going to raise him I'm going to train him and I'm going to show him how to be a man and and I will I will go out and say the bond between a father and son is pretty pretty cool right I see that with my uh with my with my two boys um I didn't. I didn't have a, a great relationship with my dad. Well, I didn't have a relationship with my dad growing up, so I, uh, I missed out on that. I don't. I don't know what that's like, on the other side, right? I had a great relationship with my my grandfather and my uncle. They kind of, they kind of played that role. But I think one of the the biggest signs of love, especially in our society today, is if you are a step parent and you're a good step parent. right if you are willing to say you know you're you're not mine but i'm i'm going to be there for you and i'm going to i'm going to kind of fill in the gaps i'm not going to try to take a place but i'm going to fill in some gaps right and if you can be that type of person i just think that kind of love is unmeasurable
0: Yeah, I was thinking of some verses about love, and I, I think I've got some non-traditional ones necessarily, but they've been really sticking with me the last few days. And I think ultimately it's the beginning of John's gospel. I mean, you you read from 1 John or you quoted 1 John, and I think in John's gospel, right, starts in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and he was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. But I'll think later on in in John's gospel in chapter 1, in verse 29, where John says, um, and this uh, this is John, the apostle John, John the Revelator writing about John the Baptist, and he says, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And, you know, in John's description of the world or that word, the world, right, is, is the same thing we could use today, right? The world is really just a humanity, right? It, it's humanity and its hostility and even its hatred toward God. Um, and... And that sacrifice that Jesus makes, right, that we see, you, I think you have to look at the manger, right, which we know was probably a cave. Like you can't, you can't look at the manger, you can't look at the incarnation and not see the empty tomb. Like they go hand in hand. And I think that John saying, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, um, that's the sacrifice that is the only atonement for human sin you cannot atone for your sins that is the only atonement for human sin that that it's the only atonement that god has provided and and the effectiveness of that atonement is not limited by time or place or or social status or anything jesus went to the cross to to take away the sin in the world and that is the only atonement that is humanly possible. Well, it's not humanly possible. That is the only atonement available to humans.
1: You're muted. I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> oh. I was talking to the people that couldn't hear me because I was muted. No, there's, <laughs> there's no other way around it. We can and, you know, there are denominations that preach works-based um, and, and it's just to, to put it frankly, they're wrong. You can work your butt off and it will never be enough. That's not to say you're not trying and you're not trying to do the right thing. But there's something about us that is so inherently sinful that you can't get rid of that sin by yourself. It's like a white shirt. A white shirt is never as white as it is the day you pull it out of the package.
0: And it is if you Clorox is, the heck out of it.
1: No, it still gets that dingy, dingy yellow color. And no. so what happens
0: you, you is buy you... buy that Walmart bleach.
1: I'm sorry. I don't know who you think <laughs> I am. You got to buy the Clorox. But, you know, you... you you wash that shirt, and in your eyes, because you're so used to it, it looks white and it looks good. And then all of a sudden, you're like me, and you go to put a shirt on, and you realize you've ripped a hole in the armpit of it. And so, when you put it on, your arm doesn't go through the armhole, it goes through the armpit, and it feels weird. So, you're you know, you throw it to the side, and you get that new package of shirts. And that's an oddly specific example because it happened three days ago. <laughs> um, but. You pull out the the new package of white shirts and you realize, like, that is a dingy shirt. I've sweat a lot. It's a dirty shirt. But you're so used to it that to you it still looks white. It still looks clean. And in reality, I should probably be using that as a rag. That's us. That's us as people. We can try and work hard and... And think that we are living this perfectly holy life and that's great until you look at what a holy, perfect life really is and then you put that next to your life and you're like, <laughs> I've messed up. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and I think... For so those those listening and thinking to yourself... Uh, who's he talking about? As far as being messed up and and very much less than perfect. Uh, in a, in a short answer, uh, myself. Very much me. Very much Chad. Um Unpopular opinion, but very much you listening. We're not gonna get there, the side of heaven. It's just not gonna happen.
0: No. No, and, and I think there's there's definitely some I mean there's a whole lot of grace. Well, there's a whole lot of hope, peace, joy, and love in the fact that it isn't gonna happen the side of heaven.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely,
0: because if it did, it's just going to get, um, it's just going to get jacked up.
1: <laughs> well, let's 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 think about it. God created a perfect system, right? Everything was awesome. Everything was perfect. He created man then he created woman and he's like hey do this and they didn't have it for very long and they screwed it up they had eternity in the palm of their hand not just i'm going to live forever and i'm going to hang out in this really plush garden no, no no they had eternity with god i
0: mean not just that they they literally had communion with god like that's, he that's was taking saying. walks with them
1: he was there It's not like now where we're relying on a spirit to kind of guide us. No, like, God is literally there with them. God the Father, walking through the garden. Old Andy, walking with him. Andy walks with me, Andy talks. Yeah, that happened. And they screwed it up. And then... To blot out the screw-up, what do they do? Holy crap, I'm naked. Well, how do you know you're naked? So let's take these leaves and cover ourselves. These little fixes that we try to do to fix ourselves don't fix ourselves.
0: You know, and in that moment where I think about you know, if you go back to the Book of Ruth, right? Boaz is sort of like a foreshadowing of a, of Christ, but I also think Boaz is a is a foreshadowing of Joseph, and Joseph is just another sort of not a foreshadowing, but necessarily like a model of godly behavior. Because when you quote, when you talk about that in the in the garden, when Adam and Eve feel shame in their nakedness, right? God clothes them. He doesn't shame them he clothes them he takes care of them he fathers them um very much in the same way that joseph joseph fathered jesus
1: absolutely and so just sit there and think god had this perfect plan the world was perfect as it was they're chilling in the garden, they're 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 rocking, they're eating the best foods, they're you know talking to buffaloes and bears. Just give that to me, Chad. Um and everything I, they, is great. I'm gonna say they
0: sure they could talk to them, but the animals weren't talking back.
1: <laughs> in my head they were. <laughs> it's only one talking animal in the Bible. That's that's accurate. Um, and so they have all this. They have the communion with God. They have the 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 peace in the valley, right? They have the 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 everything you could ask for. And they screw it up. And then does God turn his back and be like, "Well, the heck with you guys"? There was punishment, but He still loved us. right He loved humanity so much that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. I'm not a big fan of, um, oh, what's the translation I'm thinking of? The message. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the message Bible, but I do like that verse in the message. Uh, it says the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. Right. Jesus became flesh and he moved in amongst the people. And for 33 years, he loved people. He worked with people. And for three years, he healed people and preached to people and taught people. And then at the end of his time on earth, he died for us and was resurrected. So you go from the beginning of John to just two chapters over in chapter 3 for God so loved the world he gave his only begotten son so that none would perish but would have everlasting life God could have very easily wiped the slate clean and started over but he didn't and that's that's love folks I mean, how often do we write somebody out of our lives? More than we'd like to admit that we do. Somebody messes up, somebody does the wrong thing, somebody says something about us that we don't like, and instead of working through it, they're dead to us. Those words, those actions seem pretty small. In reference to what we did to God. We ruined perfection. And he was and and he had every right to wad it up, throw it in the trash can, and be like, do it again.
0: Hmm.
1: But But he he still does.
0: He still has that right.
1: Oh, absolutely he does.
0: I think it's something like fifty years ago. Billy Graham said something that always stuck with me when I heard it is that if God doesn't smite the United States, he owes Sodom and Gomorrah an apology.
1: And if he said that 50 years ago,
0: I think so. I think he said it in the 70s.
1: Right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, if he said that 50 years ago, how much more true is it now? Oh, yeah. But he loves us. I tell you, we uh, we took the boys to their first concert not too long ago, uh, sometime beginning in November, I think. Uh, we went and saw David Crowder here at the River Park Center. Um, and you know, Christian concerts are weird in a way, because uh, most concerts you stand up, you dance, you sing, you have a good time. But if you go to the right kind of Christian concert, they become just a worship service. And and Crowder, I think, does it better than anybody because they come out uh, with the intent of this isn't for entertainment; this is to glorify God and this is a worship service. Uh, and I, I'd get tickled because every song he'd be like, "Oh, this is a ghost song." We t- talk about the Holy Ghost, and then he he'd start singing the song, and then evidently, like the whole thing was Halloween, I guess. Um, but they sang a song. Um uh the how he loves this. And I when I tell you that everyone in that building, not named Turner, was standing up. And the only reason Turner wasn't standing up is because by that time he was asleep.
0: Yeah.
1: It was past 8:30. But he I mean, everybody was on their feet and they were singing and it wasn't just singing along because you loved the song. It was an experience that we had with God. And you think of the words of that song and you think of the statement that that Billy Graham said because it should happen. Every day it should happen and it doesn't because of how he loves us. And whether you're a sloppy wet kiss or an unforeseen kiss or whichever version of the song that you are, it's it's an absolute banger.
0: So I, I challenge you to listen to John Mark McMillan's, he's the one who wrote it and recorded mm-hmm. it first, to listen to his original version and listen to the verse that David Crowder doesn't sing and John Mark McMillan doesn't really sing very often. It's that fourth verse we're on the actual recording. He breaks down in tears, right? Cause that song was written for his friend who was like his lifelong friend, who was a youth pastor. And they were all together. And he had said something like, if, if God takes me today and it's to glorify him and, and people will come to Christ from it, then so be it. And he died that night in a car accident. And mm. John Mark McGillan wrote that song. And so I challenge you listen to the, that f- fourth verse. And, uh, it changes just even the direction the way Crowder's arrangement is.
1: Yeah, I'll have to. I'll actually listen to that one. Um, but full disclosure, I've still not listened to any of the Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I know you're just con- you're contrary to be contrary. On on some things. Once well, Weimer- you hear. Frank Dr. Sinatra's singing
0: these songs. You'll never listen to the other ones.
1: Dr. Wipe did say the other day, like, hey, didn't you say on Christmas break that you'd watch the Star Wars stuff with me? And I sat there for a second. I was like, those words never came out of my mouth. And she was like, oh, well, worth a shot.
0: I think I remember you saying that a couple of years ago. That you were going to watch. I, I
1: tried. I tried. I watched, I watched one and then fell asleep five minutes into the second one. Didn't like the first one at all. And slept through the second.
0: Slept through the second. The second being Empire Strikes Back?
1: Brother, I don't know.
0: Or episode two?
1: It was whatever. they. It was the order they were released in.
0: Okay, so the second one.
1: It was the, order the that, old.
0: Right, so the second one's the best one of them all. That's my favorite one.
1: Well, it couldn't hold my attention. Oh all kinds of wrong. In so many ways, but you know what? God loves me.
0: He does. And he doesn't love Star Wars, so it's okay.
1: He, he does not. He does hey, speaking of love and awesomeness, and, and, and I know we're we're drawing an end, but let's let's just think about this. Okay. This hit me. Uh it was brought to my attention not too long ago. Um, that something awesome happened, and I was just thinking of how awesome it's gonna be when I walk through the gates of heaven, and I see Jesus, and I spend that time with Him, and I I'm reunited with family members, and I see Melon, and Papal and and those who have gone before, and there's this great reunion in heaven, and then to top it all off. Hulkamania is going to be running wild in heaven, brother. Well, we'll see. I'm very skeptical
0: skeptical about celebrity celebrity conversions that then get publicized. I don't know. Time will tell. I need to see fruit.
1: No, absolutely. But I think you take it at face value until there's something that that says otherwise.
0: I'm reformed and jaded. I didn't take Kanye at first value I, at face value either.
1: I, well, I didn't either. But that's not the point. But I just, you know... And maybe it's because there's been too many times in video games I've seen Jesus walk down to Hulk Hogan's music in a in a fake wrestling match with the devil. But uh, I just got real excited when I read that. What kind it. of blasphemy
0: just, are you playing?
1: That's graven images, man. I didn't say I did it. I said I watched other people do it. Um... But no, like I, I got real excited when I saw that because you know, I, one, we should be excited when anybody oh, professes Christ, amen. Right, and they absolutely. step into the waters of baptism, and and they are they are buried to themselves and and risen again to walk in a newness of life, and 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 you know, again, time will tell. You know, if if he really died to himself.
0: I guess here's the thing that I'm not I'm not necessarily jaded. I think if, if him coming to Christ, praise God, that's amazing, and I and I. I pray that he feels just what it is to be a child of God today my I guess what jades me is that Christians lose their minds when celebrities come to Christ or profess Christ and then they like whatever God uses Hulk Hogan for I mean it may be for him to leave his fame because I don't necessarily think fame has done well for him as a man so he may need to he may need to leave all that behind um but Chris Christians... well, I think
1: here recently he stepped out of the spotlight for the most part recently
0: maybe i I haven't caught i i I couldn't tell you full yet, disclosure
1: I'm a thirty nine year old man who still follows professional wrestling. there's that <laughs> yeah, and I have
0: not kept up with any of that stuff. I think I watched uh, WrestleMania with you once, like, live. At the same time, we were just, like, texting back and forth, and I had no idea who any of these people were until somebody came out who was, like, 75 years old that I remember from a kid, and that was it. And most of those dudes are dead.
1: Yeah, I always giggle when Ric Flair's like, I got one more in me. You don't, brother. Stop it. But yeah, I just uh no I get I get excited when, when anybody professes and you know if we oh, there's yeah absolutely fruit I don't want to legit, knock that down but uh you know I just I just think it's gonna be awesome to walk through the gates and hear Welcome brother <laughs> It's gonna be awesome.
0: Yeah I, I don't want to knock it down at all I think it is awesome. I, I guess my my fear is I think that christians the so-called whatever the christian thought police or whatever whoever prosperity controls, people the prosperity controls and not even the prosperity gospel people i'm talking about like just big eva that they're gonna like they put expectate like there, there are no expectations that should be placed on hulk hogan professing christ except whatever is between him and the lord Whatever oh, be, ad-
1: absolutely I, I have I have no argument with that
0: and I'm I'm pretty sure that we'll we'll, we'll see hell Hogan in some Angel Studios movie in a couple of years <laughs> he'll be on the chosen or something like that
1: he'll he'll play Samson <laughs> so but on on all that all that being said Chadwick uh th- here in a few days it's the 21st so here here in just a very few short days we will uh celebrate the birth of our savior uh which will then remind us of the empty tomb uh and so from my nest to you uh merry christmas well um, merry
0: christmas andy
1: we uh, my family sure loves the crap out of you um you mean the world to us, so we just, you know, again, Merry Christmas to uh, to those who are part of the Dumpster Fire Nation. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh, keep the keep the Dumpster Fire going, and uh, just remember, like I, I know that this phrase gets thrown out a lot, but uh, with all sincerity, when you're ripping through the wrapping paper and when. If you're like me, like I'll wait and open my presents last because I want to see my kids. Or and, I showed you the picture Dr. of the wife. present
0: I wrapped. It's a or, mess.
1: <laughs> I don't even know that you can call that wrapping, dog. I think you just wadded some paper around it and duct tape it. I tried. I tried. <laughs> I'll have to send you a picture of mine. It's not great, but it's not horrible. But uh as you're ripping the wrapping or you're watching your kids bust through, uh, remember that. You know, Jesus is the actual reason for the season. Um, we've tried to, to instill that into our kids. And while they still get pretty hyped about presents and um, all of that, you know, we remind them that my kids get three gifts for Christmas. You know, I know that other kids will get just the mother load dropped on them. We've purposely said three, you know, three were good enough for Jesus. Um, so it'll be good enough for my kids. Right. And so we try to bring it, always bring it back to the, the birth, which points directly to the death, burial and resurrection. And so as you're, you're celebrating, spend the time with your family, love those, don't take that time for granted. If the last four or five years have taught me anything, it is just that don't, don't take the time that you have with your loved ones for granted. Um you know, love watching the little ones tear the paper open. But just remember, it's it's not about the glitter and the lights, although I do love Christmas lights, uh, and the presents and the toys and the Christmas movies and the unholy amounts of candy and cookies that we're going to eat in the next four days. And smoked but meats. But it's all about... it's And smoked meats. Oh, I'm so excited. But it's it's all about the birth that points to the death that leads to the resurrection that leads to a right relationship with god that leads to eternity mm. and the love story that is that it's a good word do you
0: remember that that nativity scene you have up in your house the, the incarnation of christ that babe in the manger And that is a declaration of war from God on sin and death. So as you go out this Christmas or this will drop probably Christmas Day, but as you go out this Christmas season and every Christmas season um, going forward, if you are a follower of Christ and you proclaim that Christ is Lord, then do not hesitate to use that battle cry and say Merry Christmas.
1: And uh, speaking of uh, nativities, it was brought to my attention by a friend of the show Brandon that the nativity scene that I have is a willow tree nativity scene.
0: Oh, they're like precious moments. They're in, they, you buy them in the same stores, but I think I know what you're talking about. I think my grandmother used to have those.
1: Yeah, so um, my or I knew somebody's, had somebody's had grandmother it. that had them. Brenda Crew, she had one. So, but yeah, hit us up on, uh, on social media. Uh, Chad, tell us what our social media handle is uh, at on, at both, hill hipster pod.
0: on both Twitter and Instagram. It is at hill hipster pod. You can email us hill hipster pod at gmail.com. Uh, check out the fine blacksmith stuff there at St. Galgano Armory um, St. Galgano Armory. com. Their Twitter handle is at St. Galgano. And in Instagram, their handle is at Saint underscore Galgano underscore Armory. And I think early next year in my, my producer role, I think we're going to have, I think we're gonna bring Saint Galgano back on. Heck yeah. We're going to raise him from the dead. <laughs> we're
1: going to bring him back to life. Once he gets back from the, the Southwest.
0: Well, he may be getting flooded.
1: Hope he can swim. <laughs> So but all that being said Merry Christmas guys we love you enjoy your your time and uh, until next time Chad
0: not a christian nation whose nation
1: there it is Be merry blessed, christmas where's the record button to stop it